0: game devs hello everybody welcome to this week's episode of game devs quest your once weekly podcast following two scrubs into game devdom if we can do it you can too i'm Rhett. i'm taylor how y'all been doing? Gearing up for OMG Jam 5.
1: Mm.
0: Mm, we just a couple weeks away. Yep. No themes out yet. Of course, we're going to release the themes probably like the day before, something like that. So stop asking. <laughs> we haven't
1: had a single person ask, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're overwhelmed with yeah. asking. You guys need to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, I actually kind of wonder... So right now we're just at 36 join, which is a little on the low side for the last couple. I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if that's due to the fact that our online presence has dropped <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> like, I haven't been streaming every day and all that stuff, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
0: no, that's probably a big part of it. What, it, it also could be that uh, this is like the least amount of notice we've ever done with an OMG Jam.
1: That could be too, yeah.
0: Um, You know,
1: so either way there's plenty of time got got uh 10 days to to sign up to sign up and i mean you could sign up in the middle of it and we we have extra time it's technically three days but plenty of time to make a game yeah sign
0: up whenever you're comfortable
1: last minute don't let us pressure you into it
0: But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And for those of you guys unfamiliar with the OMG Jam, it's the One Mechanic Game Jam. And in the One Mechanic Game Jam, your goal is to create a game with one simple mechanic. Um, You know, a lot of times, just like uh, clicker titles or infinite runners, things like that, seem to fit nicely into this category. Um, And we've we've had some really really fun, innovative games. You know, we've had platformers, we've had um clickers we've had like almost like some arcade style games
1: yeah um yeah we've had a lot of well and thinking about it and the four that we've had we've had probably close to 150 games made which is pretty awesome yeah it's really cool so we've had a lot of a lot of good good games it'd be fun to do like go back and review like the top five games from omg jam or something yeah, yeah, we
0: might have to do that. Maybe yeah. like at the end of the year, we'll do like a Best of the year OMG Jam titles or something. Yeah, that'd
1: be cool. Yeah. Also, I was going to throw this out there because I don't know what our plan is. I didn't emphasize uh, this time that we would be streaming all of the games. Um, mm-hmm. Last time, it was a six-hour <laughs> stream for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so if anybody listening is planning on participating or not and you'd like to stream the games, please do. We'd love to have uh, a list of streamers that will be playing Uh, Hmm. the entries from OMG Jam. I thought it'd be kind of cool to crowdsource at this time. Like, maybe we play some of them, but I don't know. The six-hour stream last time was kind of (laughs) tough. I bet, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's going to be exceptionally tough for me again (laughs) Yeah, since I was absent from the last one. But especially because um i i'll be in europe probably yeah
1: <laughs> that'll make it so, hard yeah yeah so if you guys are interested um let us know in the discord just throw your name out there and say hey i'll be playing some of the games and just toss the link in you know a little bit before um, yeah i thought maybe in future jams would be kind of cool to have like a full-blown schedule or something too or we just have you know ups or something for different streamers to play like you know 10 games a piece or something um
0: that'd be really cool yeah
1: that and i also have been even though like our big thing is entry-level game jam you know and anyone can sign up it's one mechanic but i also thought it might be kind of fun to have uh a ranked one a ranked game jam maybe it's optional to to be ranked or something oh yeah i'm not really sure um
0: that's a good idea because the whole point of omg jam you know is that we're supposed to have this really low barrier of entry for anybody who wants to get involved in game dev can get involved in game dev so it should be optional if you if you're more experienced um maybe we could do a bracket or something you know with surprises or something like that i like that idea keep some of our experienced game devs. you know, happy and competitive. While our our newbies, like you know, like we were, can <laughs> uh, can sign up and have this just like no pressure environment, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like the whole point. The whole point is supposed to be no pressure,
1: right? Yeah. And the other thing, like part of the reason I was thinking about that is looking at Ludum Dare. Um, mm-hmm. They seem to have a ton of people who are involved, but then also because it's ranked. Um, or at least there's a portion of it that's ranked, those people are playing each other's games and, you know, writing reviews and giving feedback yeah. and stuff. It's like um, you're encouraged to do that.
0: Yeah, it's a lot more, like, communal.
1: Yeah. So I think it'd be cool because, you know, we don't just want to, like, have people make games, submit it to and this empty off. void, and then, yeah, have no one give feedback or anything like that. So...
0: That's a great idea. Yeah. Yes. I definitely th- I think yeah, I think a, an optional if you want to be in the competitive bracket, like do it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, I wonder if if that's Maybe possible be... with itch.io having the optional or if we'd have to we do two We can do two, two separate three... game jams. Okay. Then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs>
0: yeah, if it's not, then yeah, we'll just we'll basically do the competitive sign-ups and we'll do the non-competitive sign-ups.
1: All right. I like that. Yeah. We should, why not? We should think about that.
0: Yeah, maybe that could be like a 2018 cap off thing. Yeah, that or or like a new year type thing.
1: I like it. Well, hey guys, if you have opinions on that, let us know. I think that's something I'm yeah. interested in for sure. So, anyways, anyways yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you guys might be noticing slower pace. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of sick right now. Got a mouth a mouth thing going on. That's it makes it a little uncomfortable to talk for long periods of time, but don't worry. I'm not necessarily in pain or anything. So, um, but yeah, we're just kind of, we're kind of moving along. Um, Taylor and I have been setting up, uh, our next kind of rack of, of interviews. Um, but a lot of people are just kind of unavailable. So what we're trying to do is make sure that we have a a nice kind of block of them before we, um, release them so that's why you guys are just getting a bunch of episodes of us talking out of our butts lately so (laughs) um you know so we're just we're just doing what we can until we got the good stuff for you guys yeah
1: it's like bringing us back dude original Mm -hmm. gdq
0: (laughs) yeah well if it was original gdq we'd be talking about like how you know like i failed my challenge again (laughs) right like Yeah, I don't even
1: remember what our last challenges were, but that's yeah, good. it was
0: have it had to do with the website and stuff. I'm pretty sure, like, I challenged you to like get a working thing of the website or something.
1: Well, you know what? I worked on the website recently. I updated that OMG Jam link. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, you definitely completed the challenge because you also made the website, right? <laughs> which yeah. I think was like part of the yeah part of the thing. So
1: I did notice a couple things because yesterday, um, Gabe Grimley. Uh, hop back in the discord and he said the our discord link isn't working so i know i saw that yeah played a little bit with that and also for some reason our twitter uh, icons aren't showing anymore so i i'm planning on doing a little bit of work on it maybe this week if i have time Um, i've been doing a lot of free code camp and getting pretty comfortable with html css and i think I could probably already make our site look a little better. So I might yeah. might be planning some upgrades. At the same time, cool. I'm not sure if I'll uh, do that before I get kind of like a back-end framework figured out. But um, that's on the to-do list for me. Um, this last week, I was actually really really invested in productive. Um, I don't know if I mentioned l- uh, last week or if I was deciding last week. I played around with Phaser um a few weeks ago and kind of decided not to do Phaser for OMG Jam. I was looking, so they came out with Phaser 3, which is pretty new. And what that means is that the documentation is kind of subpar right now, unfortunately. And so I was able to follow like the base tutorial pretty well, but then when I started trying to do stuff on my own, I couldn't figure things out and then I'd look for documentation and it wasn't there, so uh, I considered doing Phaser 2, which does have full, excuse me, full documentation. But I also remembered that I had Chris Deleon's Canvas course. Ooh. And he offers that as part of, like, anyone who signs up for Gam Keto just gets that course. And it's pretty short. It's like four or five hours of him just um, building out Brick Breaker and then, like, this little racing game. And he just shows you basically the basics of game development and Canvas and JavaScript. And I mean, everything you do in Canvas, if you're making a game, you build from scratch because it's just like a, it's basically like a graphics framework. And so last week I went through his whole series. Um, It was really great. He he breaks it down like to these tiny little bite-sized chunks. Like some videos are like 30 seconds long. But everything is like to the point, you know, each video has its little purpose and then he moves on to the next one. And so that got me going. Um, And yesterday I spent most of the day playing around with a game, just kind of like a little prototype to help me so that when I start OMG Jam 5, I'm not just like out in the ocean not knowing what to do. And yeah. I made pretty good progress. I basically made this little grid world on the canvas and then there's this little like wizard kind of guy that you can move around the screen and um you can technically fight enemies and pick up a key and then open a door, but all you do when you fight the enemies is like walk over the top of them and then you take like a static amount of damage each time. So in a way mm-hmm. it kind of feels like Chip's Challenge or something, where it's like Really simple mechanics, but that's kind of all I was going for. Um, But it was pretty cool because, like, you know, you got to build it from the ground up. You know, you got to do things like loading images uh, and all this stuff manually. And uh, so it was cool. Uh, Cool getting that working and everything. I'll probably be working on that game just for fun uh, for the next couple weeks to try and practice for OMG Jam. But if anyone is interested... I recommend checking out that course from Chris Delion. It's it's really good. It's I mean, it is in Canvas. There's not that much to it in terms of like learning Canvas. It's kind of just showing you how to create like your own little game framework, and it's on Udemy. I picked it up for like ten bucks a couple years ago. Let me see if I can find it. It's called How to Program Games Tile Classics in JavaScript for HTML5. Um, if you look that up, it's it's a good one. Also, he had this uh, little seminar going on, which was basically him explaining like his his job, his passion, what he's learned over the last like 10 years or something, creating games and building this business. And then it kind of was like a pitch for you to join Gamkito. And I was so tempted to do that, actually. I didn't end up pulling the trigger, but and so I watched that this weekend. Had some interesting stuff. But the biggest thing was like, he really, he really felt, I was feeling like, man, I need to join Keto. <laughs> <laughs> like he did a pretty good job of, of trying to convince us to do that. And if you guys need that extra bit of accountability and a little bit of like teacher handholdiness, I do recommend checking out their program at keto It's $59 a month, um, uh-huh. which I mean, it's, it, it's like a cost of another utility, but it's basically taking the place of going to school for game design. You know,
0: that's a really good way of, I think, putting the cost. It's the cost of another utility. And um, I think anybody who might just need that extra support structure, that extra umph, that extra, that extra, <laughs> rather... Um, <laughs> you might find a lot of benefit in Gam Keto. And if you're on the fence, go check out their website. You can also listen to Chris talk on our podcast if you missed it. Episode 76 and 76.5.
1: Yeah, he talks... Actually, it's funny. Uh, In that seminar that I watched, he ended up like referencing that because he talked about a lot of the same stuff in his seminar that he t- talked to us about. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, like... It's a it seems like a pretty cool organization. I mean, you get mentors, you join teams, and everybody like works on a team project together. And he was basically saying like you you pick your team, the teams have their projects that they're working on. If some disaster happens and no one on the project can finish it, well then he himself will finish the game for you. So like every game that they have decided is going to be worked on will be finished. Yeah. And then you get credit for that still. So it's good to boost your portfolio. Um, you also get a great experience working with other people. Um, yeah. And that's something that like was sort of tempting for me is because I haven't really worked on a team. I, almost everything I've done is solo. And if you're going to be applying for jobs, They want to see how well you work with others. So if you only have examples of you working by yourself, like that's great. You might be able to show your technical prowess, but this would be a good opportunity to also show that, you know, you, you did a good job being a key piece of a bigger project with other people. So I recommend checking it out. I'm still kind of like toiling with the idea. Like, should I do that? Maybe it, you know, I'm burned out still a little bit and maybe maybe part of what could help pick me up is having that extra little bit of support. And they have two paths you can go on. Mm-hmm. One is Unity and one is Canvas, like JavaScript stuff. So,
0: you know, I wonder if there would be a way, you know, for us to like raise money for people that would be like interested in doing something like this and we could pay like, you know, 6 months of tuition for a person at Gamkito, you know. Yeah. Like
1: that's actually a really
0: could... cool idea the Game Devs Quest fucking um, scholarship fund or something, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: man, that would be sick. He he was saying that they do have a Patreon um, that uh, you can go to, and he has, like, some other friends that are in the industry. You know, they already have the skills, so they don't really need to be part of their community, so they just decide, eh, I'm going to pay for somebody for a year, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be a cool idea, seeing if we can raise some money and, you know, get somebody their membership. Yeah. Yeah, man. And we'd have to figure
0: out how they're decided, you know. Right. (laughs) They got to write us an essay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. Some other humiliating
1: process, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. um, Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, that was kind of what I was up to this last week. Um, Made some good progress. It felt good to be making games again, because I haven't really done that in a while. And I liked using Canvas. It a lot of the stuff that I did with Pico 8 actually transfers because you know Pico 8 gives you some really basic functions for like drawing sprites and stuff like that. And uh that's kind of the same with Canvas. So it helped having that knowledge of how to build just like the basics of a game framework. Like I don't have anything crazy going on, but it's that update loop and checking for uh player input that sort of thing basic collision detection it was a lot of fun i'm excited to see you know how much i can progress in the next 10 days before we get hot and heavy and do some omg jam mm. <laughs> sounds hot Mm-hmm. yeah
0: shit <laughs> sorry i'm like totally out of it but yeah. uh um Pain meds. Right. (laughs) Anyway. God, there was something I wanted to talk about beforehand, and I just keep saying um instead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, so regardless of whatever I was going to talk about, so after our episode last week where we talked about some of our top ten games, um, it inspired me to go home and bust out some of my old games and stuff. Nice. Nice. Do you have an updated list? <laughs> no, I don't have an updated list. No, okay. I, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I, sta- I stand by my list. It was pretty good. Yeah, me too. But no, I set up some uh, emulators on my PC so that I could use my like PlayStation discs and things like that to play on my computer. Uh, for example, because I tried to bust out Bushido Blade and I was like trying to play it on my PlayStation but my old PlayStation, like, the controller, like, the buttons are so stiff on the controller anymore that it was, like, kind of not enjoyable. But I have, like, a fairly decent USB controller for my uh, for my computer. So, it's like, I'll just see if I can get an emulator and, like, actually use my disks. Like, how fun would that be, you know, rather yeah. than running a ROM or whatever. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was playing a lot of Bushido Blade. I put some armored core on there. Nice. I was flying around in my mech, shooting some stuff. And I actually ended up going through, like, almost all of my old PlayStation games, at least for a little bit. Nice. Uh,
1: yeah, so that was a lot of fun just to, just to see. Were there any that you forgot about or were surprised about? And, and you were like, whoa, this game is awesome.
0: Yeah, there was a couple. Um, so, yeah, I had this old Yu-Gi-Oh! game <laughs> that um, it's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories. And it's kind of like a weird one. Um, I never really got that far in it, but it's, it's, of course, it's a kind of a version of the card game, but it has, like, different, like, there's some different rules and stuff, and basically, like, yeah, you battle opponents with cards, but there's also this, like, weird storyline that straddles ancient Egypt and, like, the modern era when, you know, just like kind of the show kind of did, well, the show never really did ancient Egypt, but a lot of the lore is based (laughs) in ancient Egypt, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the cards had power back in Egypt or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, I played that one and it ended up being a lot more fun than I remembered, even though I hadn't even played or thought of Yu-Gi-Oh! in like 10 years. Right. Um, And then there was like this spinoff of Mega Man Legends called The Misadventures of Tron Bon. And... Tron Bond was like, she was like one of the antagonists in the Mega Man Legends games. And she got her own game that actually was really fun. I forgot all about it, to be honest. And basically it's, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's it's basically you play as the you know the villain tronbon or whatever she has her base and all of her minions and all this stuff and you like go on missions and you like use you like fight stuff and you like use your minions to like solve puzzles and i don't know it's hard to
1: explain unless you're <laughs> familiar with the Mega Man Legends stuff but i'm not um, i i played a pretty minimal amount of Mega Man like i i played it just on emulators right so i'm not like, very good so
0: yeah, so like the Mega Man games, the originals are platformers. Yeah, and then Mega Man's Mega Man Legends is like kind of like the attempt to capitalize on platformers in the 3D era. That like the same way that like Mario 64 was. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's like a 3D kind of platformer action game. Right, and so like Mega Man Legends is actually really fun. Like, that's, like, some of my best memories from, like, middle school were playing through that game. And I have Mega Man Legends 2, which holds up in my mind, but it's not as good as the first one. I don't, I could never find the first one when I was trying to buy it. But anyway, The Misadventures of Tron Bon. it's, like, a spinoff. And, like, there's these missions that you pick, and they each have, like, different distinct play styles. So there might be, like, a puzzle in this one, and then there's, like, a Descent-like kind of adventure uh, level and then there's like a collection level, and then there's like a, you know, I don't know, shoot, there's others, there, and then there's ones where yeah, you just like play it out, playing a plain old fight other mechs and stuff like that. But nice, it it ended up being a lot more fun than I actually even remembered, and I, I there was a reason I had the game to begin with, and the reason I kept it all these years. Like it is good. So if you guys have got a PlayStation, you know, or I guess you could just like rom that shit or something. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I I actually I looked it up. I recognize it. I think from an angry video game nerd episode.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, could be.
1: He goes now. He's been doing this thing where he plays through a bunch of series, and I think he did uh. one maybe like a year ago on Mega Man, and he played all the Mega Man games that like either people don't really know about or he thought were bad. <laughs> mm. So,
0: well, dude, this is actually rated like fairly well on like. You know, Metacritic and things like that. Like, I think it's like at least a seven or an eight. You That's know? good.
1: Yeah. Cool. What else do you play?
0: Um, I played Driver Two. Oh, which, Driver! Yeah, dude. Yeah, which it was really fun. It actually holds up quite a quite a quite well.
1: Yeah, I remember that game. Didn't play it that much, but.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. And then of course there was all the usual staples like the Final Fantasies and. Uh, I played Chrono Trigger a little bit, Chrono Cross, nice stuff like that. But I didn't play those for that long because those were all games that I played really extensively. Although I guess I played all these other games really extensively, too. It's just that (laughs) I guess they, like, stand out in your memory a little bit more because they're kind of – they're, like, more popular, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it it made me realize how many actual freaking, like, physical video games I have. Really? (laughs) Like, yeah, I have three, like, big totes filled with physical cartridges and and
1: discs. (laughs) I got rid of all that stuff. Either that, or my parents has have some of them.
0: Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad I didn't get rid of it because it's like I have I, it's it's kind of fun, you know. Like, and some of these are collectors, like especially at packs when I or uh, or things like the retro gaming expo, which unfortunately um, Taylor and I were uh, scheduled to yeah. go to the retro gaming uh, the Portland retro gaming expo with um, John Dodson, who is a guest on our show, um, and I think under the title "Cheerful Ghost."
1: Yeah, he's been on several times.
0: Yeah, he's been on 3 times. Dude.
1: <laughs> it looked like they had a lot of fun. And did you see that <laughs> for their uh like speed run competitions that they did, they were handed out like the oh, I don't remember if it was Mario, but all these different types of breakfast cereals that were themed like super mario or... oh that's cool <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was that's pretty awesome really... they were they were that's... tweeting about it every time somebody won so
0: nice yeah. that's really awesome well, i'm glad they had a good time yeah unfortunately taylor and i uh we were supposed to go um but we unfortunately had some insurmountable
1: um, yeah adulting is hard up. dude <laughs> yeah
0: it is so uh john if you're listening so sorry i'm glad you guys had fun yeah um to the rest of you go eat some super mario they, cereal
1: <laughs> <laughs> right
0: um one of the things that they do at the retro gaming expo is that they uh focus a lot on collecting like in fact if you looked at any of the speakers or panels and stuff this year like a lot of the speakers were about retro video game collecting and things like that which is kind of cool and it's fun because like i feel like i have a lot of those things that they're after yeah um you know like unfortunately i don't have any of my nes carts i think jason has all those um, but I have a lot of my Super Nintendo, I have a lot of my Sega cartridges, and then of course I've got all of my Nintendo 64 games, except for one of them was stolen recently. What, um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, one of my Ocarina of Time cartridges was stolen.
1: Oh. How did that happen?
0: <laughs> well, it's by somebody I know, it's not like somebody burgled me. Oh. <laughs> um, it's like they, and, they
1: broke into my house and all they stole was Ocarina of Time.
0: <laughs> yeah, from a freaking bin that's like in the attic, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where is it? Uh. <laughs> Sorry. It's a very specific fix that they have to get. Yeah. Um, their drug dealer will only trade drugs if they have Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that was kind of fun digging out and it's like, I've got so many Xbox games and I really wanted to hook up my Xbox and play some of them. Like, I think we talked about this before, but the game Mercenaries. Oh yeah, dude. God, that game is so fun. I almost hooked that up, but, uh, but I didn't. And of course we talked a little bit about some of the ones that are on my top 10, like Romance of the Three Kingdoms, eight and things like that. I've got that out, but I haven't played it yet. Um, mostly because the emulator that I have is uh, just a PlayStation One emulator, but I definitely I think I want to get a PlayStation Two emulator up and running because my PlayStation Two I have it out right now so that my one of my guests um, can play Katamari Damacy.
1: Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, but again, the the buttons are a little stiff, and it works for Katamari because like you use the joysticks and stuff like that, but um, the buttons are a little stiff, so it kind of like I don't know, it takes the joy out of playing because it's not as effortless, right? Yeah. Like, you really have to focus, and I don't know, I've I've always played with, like, shitty controllers throughout my whole life because I'm so damn cheap about buying good stuff.
1: God, well, yeah, you look at Xbox One or whatever, Xbox yeah. One X, controllers are as much as a game. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. one controller, it's crazy.
0: Which, like, it kind of makes sense, like, especially, like, the PlayStation 4 controllers are the same. They're I think they're the same as the Xbox Ones, which are 60 bucks. And, but the benefit is, is like, they're Bluetooth and you can use them with anything that's Bluetooth enabled, you know?
1: Yeah, that is nice.
0: So, you know, that's kind of cool. But also, I barely have people that want to play multiple games with me or multiplayer games with me. So it's like, eh, I'll just use my shitty controller. And when, luckily, I lucked out. This controller was good when I bought the PlayStation 4 used, so I don't have to deal with it. But when I bought my PlayStation 3 used, um, the controller that I got, like, the um, – I don't know what the right type of word is, but I basically have, like, um, st- stick drift, if you will. Like, so, like, one of the analog uh, thumbsticks is, like, kind of stuck and it doesn't go back to center all the time. And so sometimes, like, it's registering is moving. Yeah, yeah. So that made it like makes it really hard to like play some games, and I played through all of Metal Gear Solid Four with a controller like that, <laughs> <laughs> and you know other games where it causes you to move or thing you know can get kind of. I played through all of Grand Theft Auto Five that way too. Well, and dude, there's a maker
1: uh, project for you.
0: Just make... Fix the controller.
1: No, just make your own.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't really have to use it all that much anymore, except for. Netflix
1: yeah it would be
0: cool to make your own controller I mean I guess if you had like I I don't really know what goes into it I guess like looking at like the circuit boards and stuff
1: yeah I'm sure it'd be challenging especially to a novice but there's probably like 3d print
0: I wonder if people 3d print like their own like shells basically and then you could like configure the buttons however you want probably I wonder if people have come up with like really cool concepts for that, like that we haven't thought of.
1: Yeah, I bet they you have. Because like
0: one of the things is like I definitely think like the Xbox controllers are like way more ergonomic.
1: Yeah, I like how the the new ones feel in your hands. Do you remember yeah. those freaking huge ones they had when they first came out? Those yeah, ones that was were kind of weird. I thought
0: that the design that they landed on right after those huge ones was like the best controller design ever. Yeah,
1: I really like those.
0: Um, it just fit in your hand better. The position of the thumbsticks felt way more desi- like desirable, especially for, like for shooters. Yeah, I liked having like the extra black and white buttons, which they took off for the Xbox 360 for some reason.
1: Oh um, yeah, I forgot about those. Huh.
0: And then the triggers felt like way more natural. This is one thing I was talking about with Spider-Man Four, and it's the only design choice that they made for the PlayStation Four controller that I like is that they added like that kind of. Real trigger feeling, rather than like a button press. So there's like a lot of variation in the button, you know, in the pulling of that trigger button, you know. Yeah. Um, PlayStation Four followed suit on that when they design it, and that's otherwise I hate the PlayStation Four design, uh, controller design. It's because it's literally the same as everything else they've been doing.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, has... You've got
0: that weird button in the middle, which I've kind of come to like, but. I don't Still. think I've
1: specifically used a PlayStation 4 controller. Actually, I don't think I've played even a PS3. I think I played PS1 and 2 and I haven't played since then. <laughs> but they it doesn't look like they've changed all that much since like the PS1 had those analog, you know, they had the ones that didn't have the analog sticks, but then they also have the analog yeah. stick ones which were like more expensive. And it doesn't look like they've changed all that much.
0: No, I don't. I don't think that they have at all. Again, the different like the only things that they added this go around like because literally it was like, you know, I the the difference is like so in the PlayStation three controller, other than like some of the the hardware and stuff, it's all the same. Yeah, the PlayStation three two and one controllers are the same. The only difference was in the PlayStation three they added like six axis tilt right sensors. So you could tilt the controller, which honestly was, like, one of the fucking worst features <laughs> I've ever... Like, I fucking hated that. I was like, I'm playing a goddamn couch video game here. I don't want to move, yeah. assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but it did make some things fun, you know?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, that's actually... It's kind of interesting thinking about the difference between PlayStation, Xbox, and then Nintendo. Like, yeah. Nintendo is so different every single time. Yeah. And... I mean PlayStation has pretty of the charm. I yeah, I agree. They're trying to reinvent a new console every time instead of basically like rehashing. rehashing. And and to some extent there's that advantage of like well, I basically want to play an updated PlayStation. Like I already yeah. know the feel, I like the feel. I don't really want that to change. That's great, but it's also cool that every time Nintendo comes out with something new, it's like well, this is a completely new thing. I have to relearn everything, you know? But that and then, like, the engineering that goes into it to produce something so new and also maintain a good feel of your game, like, that's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, what Nintendo has managed to do with the Switch is pretty impressive, you know? And they are, I think they've really kind of found their niche and then of course they're becoming kind of like the indie king of the console world right now like every indie game is flocking to them of course like butterscotch shenanigans they are um you know they got approved by switch so it's like we're seeing so much cool movement over there and part of the appeal is like again you have this simple controller design and you've got portability right People love that portability, and I don't know why they feel comfortable bringing these like really fucking ridiculously expensive things with them out into the world, but I see them everywhere. Oh, yeah,
1: dude, I see them on the bus all the time. Which I mean, I get it when I was a kid. Like, I've probably talked about this before, but I we always would go on vacation and I never wanted to go, and so Mm -hmm. my parents would allow me to like either bring a console or as I got older. I brought like my gaming desktops on vacation (laughs) and I'd be like packing in these big old CRT monitors into our freaking van and like then bringing them up to the hotel room. It's like, what an idiot. But I mean, yeah, but still, you know, it's like, yeah, I went through all that trouble. So, but now it'd be like, yeah, I'm just bringing my switch. It's this tiny little box.
0: I know. And I can, I can hear some of the listeners yelling at me right now too, being like, Well, Rhett, it's not that expensive. My cell phone is more expensive. And to that I say, you're right. I didn't (laughs) think of a cell phone before I spoke.
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Um, yeah.
0: You know, but still, it's like this weird bulky thing that you, like, pack around to play Smash Bros. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just so bizarre.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Gotta get me a fix, man.
0: It is cool, though. I really want to switch, if I'm being honest. I do, too. I really... I'm interested in them, especially after packs.
1: I kind of feel like, because I'm never somebody who needs the newest thing right away, I feel like I could probably pick one up in a couple years and still get just as much entertainment out of it. Maybe. But
0: they're not that expensive either, you know what I mean? So that's kind of like the cool thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, To a cheapskate, though. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta say, I mean I'm always behind the curve too I'm not an- I'm not saying you're wrong for this i'm I'm not an early adopter of anything yeah um oh, know, so. oh
1: dude, speaking of early adopter, have you seen the announcement from oculus recently? no, um I'm gonna forget what it's called, dude, oh oculus quest, I don't think we've talked about this. Holy cow, this thing is going to change the game. It's basically, imagine your Oculus with no wires on anything and no PC and no sensors. (laughs) It's basically, somehow they figured out how to make 6-point VR with just a headset and controllers.
0: Yeah, I did see this. Sorry. We talked about this on Craft Computing. Oh, okay. But yeah, go ahead. Continue.
1: Well, yeah, so basically, um, because, you know, they have the Oculus Go's, which are cool. They're kind of weak. They have one controller, and the hardware inside the headset is basically like a Samsung Galaxy phone without that operating system and everything. There's there's no sensor or anything, so it's like super portable. Well, now they've announced the Oculus Quest, which is kind of that same premise, except for instead of three point VR, where you can only move your head around, it's six point where you can also move your body around. You know, it like kind of has a way to like map the room or whatever. And the headset itself now has these sensors that kind of I don't I don't fully understand it, but they like kind of shoot out and are able to sort of map your surroundings. And then, yeah, you can move your head around, move your body around, up and down, left to right, back and forth. And from everything that I'm seeing, it's it looks like the graphics are gonna be pretty dang good too. So it's like the next step to, you know, what we want VR to become. Dang, it starts off $3.99. It's cheap it's just gonna i think it's just gonna like blow away the market at this point like it's gonna yeah it just opens it up to everyone if you can afford an oculus go you can probably afford an oculus quest you don't even need a pc you can play all your vr games sitting on your couch standing up in your living room no wires attached like yeah what it's crazy and I don't know. I haven't paid attention as much to Vive. Maybe it's because they're not as much in the news. The the Vive Pro that's coming out, or I don't know, it might be out, is supposed to be wireless, but you still need your beefy computer for it. So I want to see how Vive responds, see if they come up with anything better. And it, even, I mean, if they do come up with something similar, just based off of their prices for their, their stuff now, it's not going to be $399. So... This to me, this is something that's I would consider buying after after we see the reviews. Yeah, I think so. I want to see what kind of games come out and look at you know what they look like because I mean the Oculus goes. I've tried them. They're, it's cool. I considered those as well, but it's kind of like you know you you imagine what like a high end 3D game is on your phone. It's kind of like being in that. Yeah. Which isn't great. Uh, It's not terrible, but it's not great. It's kind of like, you know, going into VR PS2 or something. Yeah, Um, of course. But this, if they're able to pack a punch, you know, and have something, even if it's like low or medium settings on like a newer type game on PC, I think it would be worth it. Just, just so you don't have those wires and everything, and you don't have to buy like, oh shoot, you know, I really want the new Vive Pro, but I also need to upgrade my graphics card. That's fifteen hundred bucks for everything. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, yeah, and that's the
0: thing. Like the people that want something more, they're gonna already have the investment, probably. You know. Yeah. The people that just want to experience um, a VR, have a VR experience that isn't. You know, um, Google Cardboard or whatever. You know, like (laughs) this might be the thing for them. Right. Um, You know, it's it seems more like an entry level product to me, which I think it's going to dominate in that space. You know. Yeah. So.
1: Yep, I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, pretty cool. Even with, I I mean, it's coming sooner than I thought it would. um, Having no wires and no PC requirement. So this, this is a huge step in that direction. Just think- well, they've
0: been kind of working on that for a while, you know, like they've, they've had some, I don't think it was Oculus, I don't know who did it, but they've had some that have kind of become wire-free in the sense that like they have like this like backpack thing that you could like wear. Yeah. Like I saw one that had like a backpack laptop and all the cables <laughs> just went into the backpack so you didn't have to be like fastened to the floor or ceiling or whatever right. you know yeah however you had it so you know that's kind of cool i mean they, they've been working on the problem for a while Yes. Yeah. depend on whoever was gonna take the plunge probably was gonna have something that like wasn't as um you know what's the word i'm looking for it wasn't as like <laughs> well, I don't know words are escaping me <laughs> it's not as like high end of an experience yeah. I guess. you know so
1: yeah well I'm excited for it comes out um I think spring 2019 it just says coming night in 2019 here but keep your eyes out in the next five years we're going to be seeing some pretty crazy VR stuff anyways yeah. I just got thinking about that thinking of uh you know changing hardware and everything well, man, is there anything else on the agenda we need to touch on before we... I mean, not really. I was I was going to talk a little bit more about Shadow Tactics, but only that. Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't want to give any spoilers away, but oh my god! Yeah? You guys need to play it. I haven't beaten that one yet. Maybe I should start working on that. I think I have one more level after my current level. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going but i was thinking i was pretty close to the end and then they kind of changed things up on me and there's there is one scene that is just crazy that people just need to play and see i was like the whole time it was happening i was like i don't think this is happening <laughs> <laughs> and then it did, and you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, nice, dude,
0: I love that. I'm, I'll play. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that might be the next thing I work through. Yeah,
1: it's super fun. I've been continuing to play it. Um, I also started playing a game called One Shot. Uh, mm. Shout out to one of my uh, other good friends who got it for me. Um, it's an interesting game. It's this super indie little game, but the fun part is like <laughs> the game is kind of, like, self-aware, almost. Like, at least that's how the story is portrayed. You're, like, Mm -hmm. controlling this character, and basically, like, the sun or whatever uh, has been stolen or something, and you have to return it to its place to, like, revitalize the energy source in this world. But anyways, Mm -hmm. they have this dialogue, and then they end up, like, talking to you, the player, and they, like... Are talking about you being a god and all this stuff uh it's it's pretty fun uh pretty clever little game so i've been kind of playing that as well um and the other thing i was going to mention which we don't really need to get into is uh more cat things we we have all these cats i don't know if they're abandoned or what i'm pretty sure actually that there was a person that lived across the our parking lot in our apartment complex that just abandoned a bunch of their cats, which just pisses me off. Like, they just leave them for other people to deal with. So, we've been uh, talking to our uh, local, like, cat shelters and stuff and trying to see how we can uh, get them in to some sort of foster care. Yeah. Um, But it's so sad. Like, there was this one little cat. I mean, it's getting cold and their fur's like pretty mangy and they're all underweight. None of them are fixed. And there was this one cat. She has some sort of like respiratory problems because every time I see her, she's kind of like breathing really loudly and sniffly and all this stuff. And she also, for the longest time, had tape stuck to her tail like this big old piece of tape. And we tried to excuse me tried to help her get rid of it but she like wasn't trusting of us enough yet yeah and there's another guy that lives across the way that i'm pretty sure cut it like got it off of her but it was just like so sad like i've seen them yeah. in the dumpster area and i'm pretty sure like that tape just got stuck to her and uh and they're like all just fighting to survive fighting for every last scrap everything so just like
0: Are you guys feeding them and stuff or
1: yeah we so i have Um, I know someone who is pretty involved uh, with cat shelters and also she kind of maintains some feral like communities or whatever of cats around. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me some pointers. She said like, put them on a a feeding schedule, like make sure you just like putting it, putting the food in like the bushes where it's kind of safe in a way. And like, you guys aren't going to get in trouble for, for that. And then once you get them on a feeding schedule, um, they have these little traps you can get. You trap them uh-huh. and then you bring them and get them spayed and neutered and then you know immunized and all that stuff. and then they'll go into some sort of like foster care. So yeah
0: yeah, there were some cats that like by where I, I used to work, and um, somebody had ended up just like dumping them down there. And yeah. so they just like lived in the bushes by this like shack that I was securing back when I was working security. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like it was in the middle of a city or anything. It was kind of out of the way. Yeah. And one of the employees there, she, you know, she started feeding him. She bought food and cared for him everything. And she worked with a Humane Society to do exactly that. She got him fixed and everything. Yeah. But then... The main site it was like, well, we don't have any place for these cows. and like, eh, they can just keep living out there. I mean, if they survived this long in the bushes, like, they'll right. be fine. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> they were know. fixed and stuff. And anytime they needed to go to the vet, they went to the vet. But they just, like, lived in these bushes <laughs> over here. <laughs> it was yeah. so weird.
1: I know. Yeah, that's what... So, when we first talked, there's, like, several shelters in Eugene. We talked to one of them. And they basically said, yeah, like... We can fix them and stuff, but that's about it. And you have to schedule it ahead of time. So like three days in advance or whatever, yeah. which is just so hard to do. So after I talked to uh, one of my coworkers, she was just basically saying like, there, there's other places that take walk-ins and we'll help you like set up, set things up for them so that you don't have to deal with like all of their, you know, you get them fixed and then you take them back and they're supposed to be like, you know in a place that's safe for them to heal. Um, but they'll help you set up that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's just sad. I, I don't know. Like my biggest thing, I guess is like, if you, if you have animals, make sure you fix them. If you don't have anything, like if you got to leave them behind or something, like do your due diligence and don't just drop them somewhere. Then it just becomes someone else's problem or they're just going to die. in probably like a pretty sad way.
0: So. Yeah, at least tie the bag off before you throw it in the river. You know. God. right. <laughs> kidding, that's horrible. Honestly, don't do that. Yeah. Um.
1: Yep. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> uh.
0: Did I sell that last part? Honestly, please don't do that. Yeah. Uh.
1: You're like, I got a BB gun. <laughs> God, that's horrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: No. Um, yeah. Be responsible with your pets, you know, and the truth is that if you don't think that you're ever going to be able to take a pet with you, then you should not have ever gotten that pet in right. the first place.
1: Well, that's the thing. Um, like, Allie, like being around the university, it's it's pretty common, actually, for for yeah. like juniors and seniors who are just starting to live on their own to decide, oh, how cool would it be for me to get a dog or a cat or whatever? And then they get them for like a couple years and they're like well i can't take them because i'm moving across the country for my first job um all right bye cat you know it's like yeah like it's it's as big of a commitment almost as having a child you're at least like saying i'm when you get that animal i'm committed to having this animal like until it dies that's that should be your attitude when you get a, a pet so it's just kind of sad, and the re- that's just the reality of our situation. It's it's kind of like a lot of other things. We're kind of, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the issues that we're having with animals and stuff are issues that we've made ourselves, you know. So honestly, just like the biggest thing is spay and neuter your pets.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. That's, that's the biggest thing, because like if you don't, then they're probably gonna have. Babies that you may or may not know about, and then those other animals are just probably going to suffer because there's already too many animals to, for people to have, you know. Ugh. Anyways, that was a tangent, but that's been part of uh, part of my life lately. So nice. keep you posted. Hopefully, we'll uh, find them some homes. Cool. Yep. Good work, man. Thanks. Anyways, um, uh, if you – One could... last – Oh, go ahead.
0: The deadline to vote is coming oh, up, yeah. folks. Um, so go ahead and vote one way or the other. Do your do your part. Um, it's it's one of our, our simplest, easiest – at least over here in, in Oregon. I know some other people might have a, a difficult time getting registered, staying <laughs> registered, getting to the polls, things like that. But um, – If it is the case that it is simple and easy for you, then you have no excuse to do it. Uh, Especially if you're in Oregon like us, it's mail-in ballots, you know? So get it done ahead of time, mail it in, Um, and for the rest of you. um, Yeah. I mean, I hope you can still vote. I guess now it sounds kind of like hypocritical if I'm like, it's not as easy as it looks. Go vote, you assholes. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well... Um, And also, it might be getting pretty close to like a deadline. Um, Yeah. But just to be safe, you should go on, it might just be USA.gov slash register to vote, maybe. One of these. Just look up how to register to vote and, and typically on that site, if it's a .gov, you'll be able to check your registration status, Yeah, which I did recently because I've been hearing all this horrible stuff about voters being purged. Voter records, yeah. Um, so, yeah, do your diligence and check on that. Um, One thing worth mentioning, though, is that
0: the deadline to register has passed. Oh, okay. At least in our state and yeah. I think in a lot of states. So right. if you missed it, there's no reason that you can't register for the next – election um you know so go ahead and and register anyways if you're interested in, in having a voice um but for those of you that are registered uh make sure you vote yep and uh yeah if you guys ever want to talk about how you're voting or why feel free to you can like i don't know direct message me on twitter or whatever i'm always interested in hearing why people are doing what and uh and that sort of thing. So. My
1: my one recommendation, regardless of party affiliation or lack thereof, is vote for science. <laughs> like, yeah, look up how your candidates like what their views are on scientific problems, and and <laughs> just vote for the people who believe that science exists. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely, and um. And what's more than that is, uh, oh, I don't know. Shoot, there's something else I was going to say. Vote for women. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Vote for women. Uh, yeah, just uh, do your guys' best out there. We appreciate it. Yep. Um. Anyways, that's all we have to say about that.
1: Yep. If you're not registered for the One Mechanic Game Jam 5, go to bit.ly forward slash omgjam5. Get signed up. Yeah. you got 10 days. We want to see the games you make and have a good time you... with you.
0: You might have missed the deadline to register to vote, but you have not missed the deadline to register for OMG jam five. That's right.
1: Actually so. we're gonna be uh finishing the jam the day before elections. So Nice. Just get yourself all amped up, make a political game and <laughs> Yeah. There you, know, you go. Maybe there's one You're of our teams. We don't know
0: anyways uh yeah you guys can uh find that at the link that taylor mentioned also like i think we got some links up on game right yep so yeah the link on uh game right at the top of the page um is still good so go ahead and use that one uh to sign up as well if you forgot the other link you guys can tweet at us we're at game devs quest um you can email us gdq at airpodcast.com and if you guys want to join our discord i know that uh that uh, Gabe Grimley has been having some uh, issues with our links and stuff, but hopefully it still works if you type it out. It's bit.ly forward slash GDQ Discord. Um, and that'll let you come join us in here. We got lots of people talking about the upcoming OMG Jam 5, um, all that type of stuff. If you're looking for teammates, you know, you can come sign up, join our Discord basically, and uh, we got a whole page dedicated to finding teams and things like that. So um, yeah, don't hesitate to come and make yourself known. Uh, We appreciate that all. And if you guys are so inclined to support the podcast financially, you can do so very easily by buying yourself some cool swag over at humblebundle.com. Anytime you use our link, which I'll provide to you in a moment, a little bit of it gets kicked to us. And then we, uh, you know, pay our hosting fees, keep the lights on, things like that. Um, And of course, a rating and a review goes such a long ways on iTunes. Um, if you guys have a moment and haven't done that, we'd appreciate it if you did. Uh, again, that Humble Bundle link is bit.ly forward slash gdq hyphen discord uh, to leave a rating and review. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Drugs! Uh, bit.ly forward slash gdq hyphen humble. Yep. Um, I'll try to delete that other one, maybe.
1: That's all right. Anyway. Uh, hey, also, if you guys are interested in Gamketo, go to Gamketo.com. It's G-A-M-K-E-D-O.com. Uh, I've been considering it. it. looks like a great place. We like the people that are involved there. So,
0: Absolutely. And if I miss any links, you can go ahead and find them at the bottom of our show notes here. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. I hope you guys look forward to uh, some of the upcoming interviews that we have locked in place. And I hope you guys look forward to OMG Jam 5. Uh, Make sure you tell your friends about it, especially your your newbie game dev friends, because uh, this is what we made it for. Uh, We made it for community, we made it for fun, and most of all, we made it for all you noobs out there looking for uh, easy game jam to to win. All right, if that's it for this week, I think we'll talk to you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Cue cue that music. Yeah, buddy.